0: Kicks and Picks podcast. Coach Deep here with Nick and Scotty. We're back after a so-so week. We went five and five last week, just about a third of a unit down. So not, not too bad in terms of money loss, but we certainly pride ourselves on putting up winning records the last few weeks in a row before that. So guys, not the way we wanted to turn out, but still in the end, after I think we started, had to be like one and four, we bounced back pretty nicely. So uh, solid week in terms of just keeping things steady, so to speak.
1: Yeah, I think you mentioned it. I want to credit us for the incredible self-awareness. I, I think I told you guys all week of recording that I was going to go 0-3 because every line I took was a trap line. Well, that turned out to be very true in England with Aston Villa laying the biggest egg you've ever seen. And um, who screwed us against Everton? I'm so mad I forgot about it already. Oh. Um,
0: uh, Brighton. Was against Brighton. <laughs>
1: Right. And not getting it done against Everton. We obviously had the debacle in the Spurs game with all of the VAR and the red cards. So that would have been an impossible game to handicap, even, you know, no matter who you took. If you took Chelsea, it's not like you could take credit for it, right? It's just one of those bananas fucking games. But you said it, coach. Um, Before that, we had four straight weeks of six wins or more, Um, seven wins in three out of those four weeks. So. Trending in the right direction. I think our our reads, our analysis, it's been where it needs to be, and we're going to continue to do that. Yeah,
0: and the season total is still very positive for us. Uh, 59, 49, and 2, up 10.1 units. So can't scoff at that. Uh, We're very happy with that
1: performance. Yeah, and remember, we had a 1 in 9 week sandwiched in there somewhere. So like, if you take out that disaster of a week, and, and we're up 15 units or more.
2: You could also take out my picks and we're up 18 units. So Ooh, I don't like to do that. 14. It's close. <laughs> we we weren't trying to do that to you, Scotty, but Listen, <laughs> you we, did it to yourself Nick there. started the episode by saying we're very self-aware. I'm very self-aware. And as much as Nick says we can't take credit for the uh, Chelsea and, and Spurs, or you can't take credit for the Chelsea-Spurs match if you took Chelsea, I can take credit for that match actually happening because I knew going into Monday after Liverpool had, uh, drawed Luton town that Spurs were hundred percent going to drop points. And knowing that my, my 0 two week was riding on a, a Spurs money line pick. I was almost certain that that was going to go the other way. So, um, I will take credit for that. Uh, if I had known that Liverpool were going to drop points this weekend, I absolutely would have taken Chelsea because that's always what happens. Um, but life goes on. Uh, we learn from our mistakes or maybe we don't, and uh, I'll continue to take uh Tottenham, but, um, you know, you guys are carrying the, the load, so it doesn't look so bad for, for me.
0: Yeah, it was interesting because last week I made my picks last and not to pat myself on the back, but I went three and know, and I had to do a lot of digging to find those picks. You guys jumped on the ones that, that stood out this week. I ended up picking first. Oh, I is just getting
2: kind the of cocky, though, because in the, in the group no, chat, no, he's no, like, just, oh, I least, left those four picks for you guys because I really liked it. But I knew you would like them, too. So yeah. I just kept going. So okay. we're, we're getting, well, we're getting, we're getting cocky coach also, now.
0: There was also a lot to like out there this week, which is I felt like I didn't have to dig so much, which makes me a little skittish because last week when those lines that's me, that you guys took jumped out, like I would have been all over the Brighton and Villa lines, too, and, and probably some of the others that you guys were on. And because you got to them first, I had to dig and, and I had to, you know, go to Germany and, and to Spain and France, which aren't usually our wheelhouse of where we, we bet. Um but I I was able to dig up some winners. And now this week there was so much out there that I'm like, well, I could pick these three and there's still three more. I would have picked if someone beat me to them. So um, be curious to see how this week turns out because of that.
2: Yeah. Well, the good news is I have my bet the mortgage lock of the century uh, in this week's picks. So stay tuned for that. It's my second pick in the, in the hat trick of picks. Uh, It's a guaranteed winner. Uh, I might put down my life savings on this because it's just free money.
0: All right. Well, we'll have to wait for that one. So this week, we're going to feature the Derby della Capitale in Italy. It's Roma Lazio. Obviously, for Nick and I, that is uh, one of the matches that's closest to our hearts during the season. Every season, if you're at all familiar with that derby, it sometimes means more to the fan bases there than almost anything else, even finishing in the top four. I won't say Scudetto because they're both Scudetto starve, But, like, sometimes it's if you beat... Lati, or if you beat Roma it kind of make or, makes or breaks your season honey. it's
1: loser fan behavior is what it is let's <laughs> just call it what it, like and there's no other way to sugarcoat it if uh, we joke about it with each other and with other friends right I, I say it to my Roma fan friends all the time like you know you guys are you, you brag about stupid thing who won the derby who finished higher in the table like yeah cool cool bro like six and seventh right like three out of the last five years. Something like You guys that, wish so. it's
2: 6th and 7th right now.
1: Right. Aspirational.
0: Well, and, and that's probably what makes this Derby the most important in terms of just bragging rights because both teams have been so bad, and we'll get into that. Like Normally we're talking like, oh, this might have an impact on the top four race uh, when, when these teams play, especially the second half of the season oftentimes. We'll get into it, but, I mean, it's got to be the lowest. These two sides have been in the table at the same time at least like 12 matches into the season in a derby and I don't even know how long. Like you you probably have to like really dig through the record books cuz usually at least one of these two sides is closer to the top 4 at this point in the season.
2: Yeah, and the good news is it looks like the books are pretty confused by it too. Um going through the odds right now, money line Lazio is at plus 170, Roma plus 150, draw is plus 205. So everything is basically pretty even there. It's just about a coin flip. Um Lazio draw no bet plus 100, Roma minus 130. And the total over 2.5 is plus 125, under 2.5 minus 165. So looking like it's going to be, as expected, a a goals at a premium kind of match. Um, as we talked about, Roma coming into this in 7th place on 17 points. Um, pretty happy with their season, at least it seems so far on Twitter, even though the results don't necessarily show it as much. And Lazio it, in 10th place. On 16 points, and if you follow Nick on Twitter, their season is a complete disaster, and and, and Saudi should be fired. You know, three weeks all, ago, all facts. Three so I, weeks I, ago, three I guess coming three years ago, three years ago, <laughs> um, so I guess guys coming into this, I mean, it's it's like you said, coach. The the form has been not great for for either side. I mean, it almost kind of feels like this could be a launching point for one of the two clubs. Um, you'd like to think that maybe a, a derby win can kind of propel them forward and, and start pushing up into those Champions League spots, or at least competing for them with uh, you know the upper echelon right now in Serie A. Where do you guys see this going? Do you think it's it's going to be as as tightly contested as as the, the books have it right now, or, or do you think that you know one of these sides, whether it's Lazio, which I'm going to guess Nick is going to say no. Um, or Roma have a, a little bit of an edge, um, considering where they're at in the season.
0: I think one edge, and you know, th- these both these teams are playing in Europe this week, right? Lazio play today; it's Tuesday. They got to win against Feyenoord at home. Don't have to travel. Roma has to travel to Prague and play Thursday, um, lunchtime kickoff, uh, Eastern US. So it's the earlier of the two, you know, sets of matches on Thursday, but still travel involved. Uh, I know Mourinho already complained a couple weeks ago about Roma having to play a Sunday after Thursday, and never getting the Monday match. I think that does play into it a little bit. I also think Roma's approach has been generally, you know, sit pretty compact and then try to hit on the counterattack. Roma is getting some key players back in these recent weeks. Dybala came back and played all 96, 97 minutes with stoppage time on Sunday, which shocked me because he hadn't played in about a month. Um, but he was given it all clear by the doctors and, you know, him staying in, in that match for the entirety ended up being pivotal because he had the winning assist. Um, Renato Sanchez is back, and he hasn't played much, but he could be a spark plug in the midfield off the bench, I think. It's someone who can drive the ball, which most of the rest of the Roma midfield can't do. There's some decent pieces there, uh, but he adds a different dimension. Uh, they're saying any of Lorenzo Pellegrini, Leonardo Spinazzola, Chris Small could all be back in some way, shape, or form. And if, if that happens, then Mourinho actually has a bench to work with, um, which could maybe affect the way he you know, sets this match up. I do think, though, with the system Roma plays with the three-man back line, they're going to try to keep it scoreless early on or, you know, scoreless in the sense of not conceding. They 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 tend to do a pretty decent job of that. I mean, you you saw even against Inter, they held Inter scoreless for a long time. That was at the San Siro. This is technically Lazio's home derby, but obviously just like with the Milan derby, unlike in other countries where like Liverpool and, and uh, Everton, there's actually a home field advantage, you know, city united there's a home field advantage there really is no home field advantage for this one um Except roma will in, have in more fans terms.
1: which they always do
0: <laughs> i mean you would think Lazio would have more because they are allocated more tickets as their home match but we'll see uh roma probably really only gets a quarter of a suit but um roma does does draw with the last couple of years of marino but uh that being said i do think the approach from roma is going to be pretty tight early but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to see a low scoring game because i think if either side hits early um, the other side's going to have to really open up more. That could open up for more goals. Last year, there were two 1-0 Derby wins by Lazio. The year before, there was a 3-0 Roma win and a 3-2 Lazio win. So the scoreline, I think, really could go any which way. Um, but I do think both sides will be a little tight to start because of where they are in the standings. I, I don't think either can is going to feel like they can take too many risks early on.
1: Yeah. Um, listen, we we talked about loser fan mentality. Let's talk about loser coach mentality because these guys are going back and forth with the, you know, who has played more games, who's more injured excuses. They're they're both right, but, you know, it doesn't make it sound any less whiny or complainy. So, like, last week, for instance, Lazio played the game on um, Monday against Fiorentina. Then they played that same Friday against Bologna, right? And then they played today in the Champions League. So, a lot of fixture congestion. Um, You know, I, I think fatigue is setting in for Lazio, as it always does, right? It, they started the season with fatigue, they had like three or four games where they looked kind of okay. And now we're watching Sadi get into Saudi mode where he's not rotating players. He, he knows who he likes. He knows who he thinks is performing. Uh, results have obviously been mixed. And I think that's going to be an issue, but to, to answer your question, Scott, I think, this match for me is going to buck the trend a little bit. I think it's going to be a more wide open game than they have been recently because both teams are going to want to go for it. Both teams realistically have nothing to lose at this point, right? Like they're still fighting for Europe, of course, but three points isn't going to make or break your season in this game the same way that it typically does. I think that, you know, if, if, somebody will take a moral victory out of it, right? If you go all out and you lose three, two, you could say, Hey, you know, we gave it our best shot. I don't know. Like I just kind of get that sense more than like the one O snooze fest that it's been for the past like year and a half.
2: So if you guys think it's going to be a bit more open, it seems like that would point towards Roma having the edge, given that they've got 22 goals scored on the season compared to Lazio's 13. If we look oh. at something like a team total with, with Roma, over one and a half is plus 165. Is that really good value then?
1: I, I mean, I don't think it's a bad bet personally. Um, I, I think both, both numbers are, are very playable depending on who you like. I, I think the Roma play is probably better because of what you said. Lukaku has been outstanding since he's been there. I think he has eight goals in 10 games or eight goals in 11 games, something like that. Um, coach mentioned it. The ball is back. That's huge. And Roma's Found the way. They've dug deep. They've gotten late results. Um, they've gotten goals as of late. And you just said it, Scotty. Latu has thirteen goals on the season. That's not cutting it after what ten weeks? Uh, I don't know what, what is this week eleven. Yeah, so this is week twelve. Was, uh, week twelve. Yeah, week 12. I mean that's yeah. fucking putrid. There's just no excuse for it. Um, they need to start finding goals. I think eventually they will, but this is a perfect time to do it. Um, you know th- they're. Just not getting it done, so um, they, Roma might be the play if you're looking at a team total.
0: And I have to say, I mean, as someone who's been following this match very closely for you know almost two decades now, at least in the last five six years, I this is the first time Roma's had a real clear edge in the goal scoring category. I think, right? Normally, Lazio with Chiellini, mobile there has had the better yep. goal scorer, out and out striker. You know, since Dzeko's prime kind of ended, he had that one. You know Capo season for Roma, and then Ciro moved in. I think a year or two later for Lazio. Like Lazio's had the clear edge in the goal scoring category. Uh, also with Malikovic Savage in the midfield it could always chip him in. Yeah. And now you look and Lukaku is far and away the best striker in this matchup head to head on on Sunday. Uh, he's been absolutely outstanding. He still gets a lot of respect in the anytime goal scorer number, which is something I would keep an eye on. They haven't released those numbers yet, but I've bet him quite a bit this season. Or even if it's a match that I think Roma could win which is not not so much in this match but like a a player parlay where it's like Roma to win and Lukaku to score there's been a lot of value this season I've been doing really well in Roma team totals this year because most of the time they do score two goals uh this season which is kind of bucking the trend in the Mourinho area because we know last year they were an under team so often right and I've I've bet that quite a few times including on Sunday against Lecce it took 95 minutes to get it but it hit um and it's been hitting quite often I didn't bet it obviously against Inter because I didn't expect two goals against Inter but when I see plus one sixty five I think there's a lot of value there, especially if you have Dibala and Lukaku both starting, and you have the potential of uh some of these other guys off the bench like an el Sharari I mean as scored his first goal, maybe he's got a little confidence below so he's been good I think the the there there's some space there for uh a bet because yep. at plus one sixty five that's one of those things I could bet it they only score once or for some reason they get they have a really bad match no score I could live with plus one sixty five yep. um I definitely think that's something to keep an eye. And also, Nick mentioned Roma scoring a lot late uh, and backing that with a stat that I saw after the Le- the Leche match in uh, the first eleven match of the season. Roma has scored nine goals from the seventy sixth minute on, which is the most in the league. Which it's not something I normally bet, but just like looking at like those goal band bets, right? Uh, I love when I uh, say stuff, a,
1: and sometimes I'm just making it up, but then Coach Steve comes in and backs yeah. it up with stats. Like that's my favorite. so.
0: Depending on how this match starts to play out, if you want to look at it, I. I I'm pretty sure you could bet these live, the goal bands, right? Um, most of the time. I don't know. Never tried. If you if you have to bet it before the match, even, if you think Roma can keep pulling them, you know, out in the last 15 minutes of the match, it's plus 115 for either team to score between the 76th and full time. So that's even something and that, I that think that's- I've never looked at before. But after after what they did this past week and seeing the trend of how Roma's played this season, and that's one thing I have, have complimented Mourinho on repeatedly on my other podcast is that he has completely changed the mentality of the side that they don't capitulate if they give up a goal to a smaller side um, and fall behind in the second half. They, they just keep pushing to the end.
1: And I'm sorry. What I'll say is that's my biggest criticism, of Sadi. I've said it here. I've said it on any show I've ever been on. I've said it on Twitter. When Lazio goes down, they don't show that same fight. They I, I, I'm struggling to remember a game where they've pushed and gotten goals in the 80th minute or later, right? Certainly if they were behind or, or or tied, right? When they're up, they don't have a problem, but they, the mentality is probably my biggest criticism of Saudi, certainly this year. So I think that's a a huge problem. Um, So I I think everything kind of backs up with, with what you're saying, coach. And and, sorry, the other thing I was going to say today. Lotto
0: almost has to score first.
1: Definitely have to. I think they do to to get a result here. And um, even today, they beat Feyenoord 1-0, which is a massive win for them, um, you know, to a team that smoked them just two weeks ago. They scored a great goal. Cheeto scored a nice goal. They didn't really create an awful lot outside of that. So, like, the Saudi ball, as everybody has, you know, told me exists, right, for the past 10 years like that, I still haven't seen it, at least not this year.
2: Yeah, so I guess that that's a good way to segue into our, our next piece here. I mean, we talked about it both teams are are relatively in a similar point in the table with, you know, seventeen points for Roma, sixteen for Lazio. I think coming into the season, expectations for each club were probably pretty similar, or, or at least where they, you know, fans hoped that they would be at the end of the season. But with this match, do you feel like there's one side that really needs this win more than the other? Like, do you feel that Lazio really could use this win? And, and based off of, like I said, vibes coming off of Twitter, it, it certainly seems like they're in need of some good news. Obviously, yeah. the, the win in, in Champions League this week helps. But yeah. um, do you think uh, that this is, is, is more of a must win for one club versus the other?
1: I think it's more of a must win for Lazio just on the way they've started the year, the points they've dropped. And it follows the pattern, right? Like, can't beat Lecce, can't beat, um, I don't know, Genoa but go out and beat Atalanta, beat Fiorentina, beat Napoli, right? So, like, beating Roma kind of, like, falls right within the trend of what saudi has been able to do. Um, I, I I definitely think they need it just for a player, from a player confidence standpoint. I think a lot of guys have struggled to get going. Um, you know, Luis Alberto, for me, has been probably their best, most consistent player this season. Mobile has been struggling uh, is nowhere near where he was last year. Pedro has looked okay. He's coming in off the bench a lot. Um, but the new guys that they've brought in, they're all struggling. Kamada can't really see game time. He hasn't looked good when he's been in there. Isaacson, I don't think he's featured in like five weeks that he can't seem to do anything. Tati Castellanos. Um, you know, it's the guy that was in La Liga last year. I think he had double digit goals he's really struggled to adapt he's looked okay but his finishing has been really poor so i think just from a like keep the players like believing standpoint Lazio needs a to result out of this game
0: yeah you see i look at it the other way and i, I think this is kind of beauties in the eye of the beholder right both our clubs need the win i i, I think both of them desperately need a win like this and i think from a Roman perspective, it's the opposite. They haven't been able to beat either of the big sides they've played so far. They've lost to both Milan clubs. Those are the only big matches they've had so far, so to speak, in terms of like club stature. Um, they've also dropped points to Genoa. Genoa just owns the Roman clubs at this point this season, right? We could just call that what it is. Um, and then they've dropped points to like Verona, and they dropped a couple points to Salernitano off of a couple of wonder goals by Condreva. So they've dropped... Too many points already, and I think they need to find a way to beat a quote-unquote bigger side, a, a European competing club, to kind of build some momentum. Because if you get into December, if you're Roma without a win against a big side, I'm just going to tell you who they play come just about Christmas time. Um, this is their fixture list. So after this, they have Udinese at home, Sassuolo away. Then it's Fiorentina home, Bologna away, Napoli home, Juve away, uh, Atalanta home, Milan away in consecutive.
1: Weeks, could be the end of
0: Mourinho
1: Hope Italia, right? Italia, Europa it. League
0: mixed in. So, I think from the perspective of Roma, just needs to beat a, a, a quality side in terms of a side that's also competing for Europe to get a little momentum. Maybe they could beat Lazio, Udinese, and Sassuolo, you know, back to back to back, ideally, um, and string together some wins before you get into that stretch because you're bound to drop points in a, at least a few of those matches, yeah. Um, and you know those head-to-heads come up big. Yeah. So say Roma and Latte are even competing for sixth place and a Europa League spot next year, right? Um, there's even a prestige difference between playing in Europa League and playing in Conference League to some extent. So uh, this is, I think, if you ask both fan bases, you'll get the same answer yeah. that their club needs to win more. Um, but that's why I see it for Roma. They need, they need a win against a, a top-seven type side.
1: I'll, I'll reiterate what I said. I don't think it's a make-or-break game, but I think it's a springboard game, right? Like, a win in this yeah. game could turn the season around. I think that's maybe what you ask, Scott.
2: Yeah. And and so if, if both, if we're basically deadlocked here where we say both clubs really need this win, you know, going into a derby like this, it, it usually means that there's going to be, you know, one guy that that's going to step up. So maybe I'll, I'll ask for each of your clubs, like, you know, who is that guy or, or maybe who should that guy be? That's going to step up and, and have a standout performance and, and maybe carry the team to, to victory coach. You want to start?
0: I'm going to go Lukaku. I, I mean, I think you could also pinpoint Dybala and some of these other guys, but I think just based on his form, and Sunday could have been one of those matches that kind of derailed him for a few weeks because he missed that penalty kick in the first five minutes of the match, had one chance saved by Falcone, uh, like a, a kick save somewhere around mid-second half, and it looked like gonna end up dropping points, and it was like, wow, like they're going to drop three points to let you at home ahead of the derby after dropping points to Inter and a big part of it's because Lukaku didn't bury a penalty kick in like the fifth minute. And then, you know, that was one of those things, not that it would put the match to bed, but it would have put Roma a really good footing early on. And they probably would have found a second and I think would have in some ways cruised to victory. And he scored what eventually turned out to be the winner in the 95th minute. And it was, uh, you know, the celebration was almost like he felt vindication for that goal. Like he got that monkey off his back that kind of jumped on there after he missed the penalty kick. Cause all of a sudden now all the pressures there, like, we don't win this match it's probably my fault and we know that sometimes these strikers can have that mentality where like it it kind of eats at them a bit and i think if that hadn't gone his way maybe he's mentally not right for this match but i think now he's coming and feeling really good about himself he'll probably play thursday against uh against sparta Prague or slavia Prague rather um and he's got a outstanding record in the europa league already this year he's i think going back to his time at chelsea he's scored like or United, whichever club it was that they were playing in Europa League last, he scored like nine straight Europa League matches or something. So I think he's going to come in with confidence, and I think because of that, and I, I think because – I think physically, and, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, if I look at the center backs playing for Lazio with Casale out, I think Romagnoli and Patrick, he can he can manhandle them a bit.
1: Yeah, I, I think I, so. I, I mean,
0: Romagnoli is – decent, but I don't think he's physically can match him man for man. I mean, if he puts himself in he's he's
1: been nothing short of fantastic for the past year and a half. He's been in the league for I don't know what, seven, eight years now. So yeah, I mean, he'll be up to the challenge, but it's gonna be a tall task, uh, certainly, like you said, without Casale there. So we'll see. Um, and And then for us, I think um it's gonna have to be somebody on the forward line, right? I mentioned Luis Alberto. I think he he finished the game today because Lazio were out of subs, but he was limping towards the last five minutes of that matchup, he could potentially be out for this game, which would be, um, you know, Saudi not rotating and that that kind of fixture congestion we spoke about. So that would be devastating. Um, so they're going to need to get something from somebody up front. I don't know who it is. I don't really care who it is. It's really going to depend on who starts. I think if Immobile starts, which he's probably earned after the goal today, um, you know, he's going to need to be the guy to, make something happen. I know Pedro is featured pretty heavily in this fixture, um, you know, on both sides, but he's been, he's been strong for us. And, you know, we're going to need something from, you know, a moment of magic from a winger or, or something from Immobile turn back the clock. Yeah.
2: And, and I guess maybe the flip side of this is if we're talking about guys who who can or, or should step up, you know, it's obviously it's a derby. So, so emotions will be running high. There's going to be a lot on the line as we talked about both clubs really needing this win, we don't have the card props up yet, but do you guys see a lot of cards in this? And, and even more so, you know, we have it down here. The question is will we finish the match with 22 players on the pitch? I'm going to expand that. Will we finish the match with 22 players on the pitch and both managers still on the sideline? Well, that's the caveat, yeah. too. I was going I, to say before see. you uh, I think, threw it in. I there. think a coach
1: um, will get red ahead, guarded. I will, I will go out on a limb and say that.
0: I think if one of these teams gets off to a rough start and and the manager starts feeling the heat, I could see either of them getting sent off. Um, if things go really awry, really fast, we don't have Roger Banyas around anymore. So I, that, that might increase the chances of 22 men on the pitch. But in terms of card, I think, I think we will see a bunch of cards because it's going to get physical. It's going to be intense. Both teams really need this match. and, And the atmosphere is always indicative of like a really, uh, intense physical match, you know, um, Eight of the last nine derbies have gone over four and a half cards. Yep. Um, three reds in the last season, second head-to-head. One by Ibanez early, two late, one by it was Cristante, And I forget which Lazio player, but there was a Lazio player. And Cristante both got redded uh, at the end of the match. Um, and both teams tend to get a lot of cards this season, too. I mean, Roma's over four and a half and four out of five. Lazio and seven out of eight. Um, that probably plays into this, yeah, right? I would say. Uh, I do see cards. If the
1: number is five and a half and it's anything remotely playable i would say like minus 130 or better i I, that's a bet i would make absolutely um so to answer your question i do not believe we will finish with all players all coaches
0: yeah and just another trend to throw in there since we're on the kind of the trends with the cards corners uh i was doing some digging earlier and the last seven derbies have been under 10 and a Uh, which is indicative of like a tightly contested match in the midfield, where neither team wants to give much up and and you know go too far forward. If they follow that trend um, this season too, Roma's under ten and a half cards and four to five. Lazio and eight out of nine. Uh, not what you would, not what I would have pictured from Lazio because I always think of them as more of an attacking side. You think of Sadi Ball pushing pushing the tempo, but has not been the case this
1: year. Yeah, so the, the one thing I'll say, there were fifteen corners in the Lazio game today with Feyenoord. Um Lazio did actually have nine corners themselves, so that was like pretty wild um i was shocked that the last however many games you just said were under 10 and a half i will say the over is eight and a half so that's like a tricky number right like yeah could there still be nine or ten i i think there could be um you know but like under eight and a half was like i don't know plus 130 or something like that so it's like a really it's kind of an in-between number i mean if you can I, I don't really know what to make of it. I think there could be nine corners in this game. I just can't say I would recommend a bet based on the um the trends that you mentioned.
0: Yeah. It's interesting too because uh I'm looking here on DraftKings and the over eight and a half is minus one twenty five, the under now is at minus one ten, but uh team corners they have Roma set at three and a half at minus one sixty for the over and Lazio set at four and a half at minus one twenty five. So no. that seems to indicate that they expect a little more attacking impetus from Lazio, I yeah. guess.
1: Uh, they might get it. Like I said, it, nine, nine themselves quarter, today, but, and, they, and they didn't have very yeah. many scoring chances. So I don't know how they got nine.
2: All right, so we've pretty much capped this game to its its fullest. Um, I'll wrap it up with this. If I if I give you guys each a free money line wager, because obviously my picks have been poor, I need to get some some money back. So I'm going to back you guys. Where are you putting that money line wager? Are you going, you know, Lazio money line? Are you taking Roma money line, or do you think the draw line is a good play here?
1: If if it was free, the draw line is great. Absolutely, I, I would go with that because I'll try to get the most bang for your buck. Um, I am gonna say that if we, there's two Nick schools of thought here. There's Nick school of thought: a follow the odds, and that is to take Roma, right? They're plus one hundred and fifty. They're the favorites. You go where the odds tell you. Nick school of thought two: you derby game, anything can happen. You kind of go with the worst team, with the underdog, with the better value. That's Lazio. So I'm not really giving you an answer. I've, I've now said all three things. Um, but, I mean, like, absolutely gun to my head, you go with the odds you take Roma. I think that's the free money line bet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how Thursday's going to play out in Prague, but I think Roma is going to be coming in with a little momentum because of the way that Lecce match ended. And, you know, I am biased a little bit. I will admit that. Um but I, I do like the number on Roma at plus one fifty, even as the favorite, yeah. when you get the favorite at plus one fifty, if you think that team has a good chance of winning, like that's a number you take.
1: And, and I'm also on like a three or four derby special or like games with uh Roma and Milan and, and some others, like where I always bet against like I say to bet against Lazio and Lazio winds up winning. So I'm sticking with that strategy here.
0: <laughs> and Roma's kinda do here. I mean they've lost three derbies oh, in a row oh, that are rather oh, they're oh, actually active no, no, back out, to back. Due.
1: There it is. Back I back
0: know. back to back. Three of the last four. I've trained
1: him so well. Yeah, Saudi owns this derby yeah. so far. Yeah, I mean,
2: I think again, I'm not the the expert by any means, but if I'm just looking at the books lines, I kind of agree with Nick's original point where the draw line really feels real uh, feels really good. Um, you know, the total being set, you know, pretty heavily under. I know you, we think there's goals, but if if the books are confident in it, it could be a one-one, maybe zero-zero type affair that yeah. you know usually the, the the way these things go
1: yep
0: and interesting enough the, the draw line hasn't hit just to throw it out there i just wanted to look because i was curious myself they haven't it hasn't hit since january of 2020 so do it's been uh so do seven so derby straight without a draw oh it's the yeah.
1: doest. love it
2: all right well that'll wrap up the uh derby recap for lazio and roma now we will shift gears into our hat trick of picks. Again, we were five and five last week, minus 0.3 units. So definitely looking for a little bit of a bounce back. Not that five and five is bad by any means, but I think we were on a four-week run of, of winning weeks. So, yep. um, you know, listen, I'll kick it off because we'll get my, my garbage picks out of the way. I took Tottenham money line last week. It obviously did not work out well. It was a bit of a debacle with Chelsea on Monday. Going back to the well here, that I'm taking them again. Tottenham money line plus 115 at Wolves. I mean, at this point, all eyes are going to be on Tottenham this weekend. Um, they lost a lot, not just the match on Monday. Um, they also lost uh, Vandeven to uh, looks like a pretty bad hamstring injury. They lost uh, Christian Romero to a red card suspension. So he's going to be out for the next three matches. Um, they also lost uh, Udogi on a red card, two yellows. So he's going to be out on this one. Um, Madison picked up an ankle injury, which it's undetermined how serious that is. Um, but he could be out and which is going to be probably the biggest loss of the four. Uh, he's really been important to them up top. Uh, today it came out that Richarlison has been playing through injury and, and might be getting surgery. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that he's not going to be available for this one. Not that that's that big of a loss given his form this season. So it's really looking like uh, Tottenham against the world now. I mean, they, they were, league leaders, you know, up until this point, um, scoring two goals in pretty much every single match. And and now, you know, within just the span of one, you know, London Derby, it seems like their season is, is on a tipping point where it could be falling apart very, very soon. Uh, so for me, I, I think with with everything on the line and, and them really needing a win in the worst way, not just be not because, you know, they're they're short on points, but because you know the the belief around this this club is going to take a nosedive if if they lose to Wolves with with everything that they're dealing with, I think I kind of have to back them. Um, you know, Wolverhampton they haven't been great. Um, really, there's not a whole lot of motivation for them here because they're not quite in a relegation battle. Um, really, all they have to do is beat up on those bottom half of the table teams, and and they'll they'll be fine. Um, but they also haven't been great. You know, they've 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 lost their, their fair share of matches. I think their defense has been pretty suspect all season long. They've ridden uh, Pedro Neto and, and Huang Hee Chan um, to you know, quite a few points. But, uh, you know, I, I think the bulk of, of Tottenham's attack between Sun and, and Sevski and Brennan Johnson looked okay against Chelsea. I think those guys will be enough to get the win versus Wolverhampton. So I'll take uh, Tottenham money line at plus 115 for my first lock. Love
1: it.
0: All right, I'm going over to Setia for my first one and his Bologna double chance minus 130 at Fiorentina. Uh, doing this one in Nick's honor after they beat his boys last week, his his new club beating his old club. Uh, one thing that's been lost in all of the talk about some of the struggles of the big sides like the Romas, the Latos, even Milan coming off a rough result. Um, a couple of the teams dropped points recently. Is the fact that Bologna's been outstanding. Uh, the Rosa Blue haven't lost, lost in on the big match.
1: Because I, I believe followers of this show are, are well aware of Bologna.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, in the in the general media, right? In the mainstream yeah. media and everything you see. It's flying under the radar, the talk of the, Yeah, yeah. It's flying under the radar, the fact that they're sitting in sixth place. Uh, they haven't lost since the opening match week against Milan. Since then, Tiago side has won four and drawn six in the league, while also eliminating Verona from the Coppa Italia last week. That makes 11 straight without a loss. Uh, meanwhile, is struggling. Uh, Viola have now lost three straight in the league and were shut out in all three, um, including against Empoli, which is... The one that kind of started that whole downward spiral. I like Bologna to continue their unbeaten run. I don't know if they'll win at in Florence. Maybe the Fiorentina finds something in this one, but the fact that Bologna is unbeaten in eleven and they're playing a struggling Fiorentina side, I'm going to have to go back and double chance. I'm going to
1: have to go back and clip the episode last week when when Park the Bus came on and I told you guys this could be the the fucking demise of Fiorentina if they lose three in a row, and everybody fought me. And now here's Steve picking against Fiorentina just the very (laughs) next week. So pretty interesting, Scott, wouldn't you say?
2: It's interesting, especially because Coach is never wrong in his picks right now. So I'm inclined the to, have to believe it. Coach is the him.
1: hottest capper there is, right? So just saying, um, I do like the pick. I'm going to go to AC Milan uh, money line minus 135 at Lecce. I think a couple of things happened last week. Milan got the worst result of the weekend, losing to Udinese, who previously had not won a game. Um, and then Lecce obviously blew that one, nothing lead in the 80th minute. Uh, I don't know the exact moment of the the first goal, Steve, but I know it, it was in to the 80th minute and they were up one, nothing to Roma. They blew that. They were
0: both in stoppage time.
1: Oh, there you go. The 90th minute. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was a fucking disaster. Um, so I think this is the perfect storm of these teams meeting, uh, especially after Milan got that win over PSG and a pretty convincing win, if we're being honest. Um, you know, I think. Donnarumma made a couple of really good saves to keep that game close uh, after PSG went up 1-0. So Milan is going to want to ride that form. They're going to have some of the confidence back after last weekend. Minus 135, way too good of a number against a Lecce team. So we're going to take Milan.
2: Nick's backing chances FC right now. Hope that uh, works out for you. All right. My second pick, as promised at the top of the episode, this is my Bet the Mortgage lock of the century I don't know. It's due finer I don't know what the rules are for our hat trick of picks, but if I could make this a ten unit play for myself and get myself back into even money, I would. It's Manchester City money line at Chelsea. It's minus one thirty five, so it's not like the sexiest of numbers, but it's absolutely insane given the two clubs involved. Uh, like Chelsea is, is not good still. Like they beat Tottenham, but they needed everything to go their way in order to even get close. Um, you know, th- they were playing nine man Tottenham. Level 1-1 one, one purely because Cole Palmer banked in a, a penalty kick. It was very close to missing that. And they struggled for, I don't know, 50-some-odd minutes on the pitch um, to get that that second goal. Um, and obviously, once they got that second goal, I think it was like in the 75th, close to the 80th minute, then they were able to put in two more um, You know, following that. But you know Chelsea, they, they, they're the same Chelsea that they've been all season long. Um, Nicholas Jackson had a, a, a hat trick, but he also had at least a hat trick of misses. Um, really the only reason why he had that hat trick was was for whatever reason Tottenham kept playing a, a high line despite only having nine men on the field. So Sterling was able to make runs in behind and, and pretty much tee it up for for Nicholas Jackson at will. Um City, on the other hand, look like they're back. I think they they just came off of a, a a 6-1 routing of Burnmouth. Um Doku looks unbelievable. I've been trying to pump him up on this podcast and tell people, you know, yes. take him for any time goal scorer or assist because he's been sitting around like plus 170. Um, he looks the real deal. He's gonna be terrorizing the premier league next to Holland for probably the next decade, which kind of sucks. But, uh, I think city are going to roll over Chelsea on this one. Um, so
1: this is 0 win today too, right? Didn't they put up? Yes. today? Yeah.
2: Against young boys. Yes. Um, so this is going to be great. I mean, you can basically bet the house on this. It's a 75% ROI, even though it's only, you know, the numbers is what it is. It's still a pretty good return. You'll be able to put your feet up probably by like the thirtieth minute or so, and and, and enjoy a nice two zero you know lead for the next sixty minutes and, and maybe even more. Um, I don't see Chelsea getting more than a goal in this one, and, and I'm guessing City are going to put up at least three.
0: All right, I'm going to France, a league leaders Nice plus one fifteen at Montpellier. I've cashed Nice two weeks in a row, two weeks running, including last week as one of my locks, and can't believe that the league leaders are still getting plus money odds at the thirteenth place side in the league. Uh, and get this, Nice has actually been better on the road than at home this season: four wins, one draw against three wins, three draws at home. Maybe this is a match where they finally slip up after playing so well, but I'm not passing up plus one hundred and ten uh, in what looks to be a fairly lopsided match based on the first eleven weeks of the season. It's just too too good of a number to pass up.
1: Okay. Hey, you take take the odds they give you, right? So I'm going to do the same thing. We're going to go with the roller coaster team, Atalanta, who you know we take one week, then we fade, then we take, then we fade. Um, We've cashed them a couple weeks in a row, I feel like. So they are minus 105 on the money line to Udinese. Mentioned Udinese just got their first win. They do have a new manager. It is, I guess, kind of a tricky game in that situation. But Atalanta have been taking care of business against the lower teams for years. I think they continue to do that here. Minus 105, way too good to pass. Skamaka has been much better. Lookman's starting to look good. Coop Miners is still doing his thing. They have to make short work of Udinese here. It's good; like they must be seeing this as a must-win.
0: Yeah, I, I like it. This was one of the ones I, I left out there. Actually, both of your first two picks, Milan and Atalanta, were both on my radar. Uh, I left them out there. Went with my worldwide says, as you call yeah. it. But um, I was going to say, keep an eye on that Scamaca number two. I liked him last week. He ended up scoring against Inter. Yeah. At a, I think he was like plus three something when he
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know that he's going to be in, that good this week. He'll probably be in like the plus one twenty range if I had to guess. Yeah. Right. I will close things out. I'll
2: take a pick that coach definitely wasn't looking at because it gets a little creative. Um, I'm going with Newcastle money line and the over one and a half total parlay um, Newcastle's at awesome. Burnmouth. So that parlay together ends up being about even money. It's minus one Oh five. I know that right now Newcastle found themselves in a similar pinch as Tottenham. And as far as injuries and, and availability is concerned. Um, but I think, in this case, Newcastle have enough to kind of handle it where, where Tottenham's depth still isn't quite there. Um, you know, Burnmouth are, are pretty miserable themselves. As mentioned in my last pick, they're coming off that six to one dismantling by City where their defense looked to be as useless as, as anything I've seen. Um, on the flip side, Newcastle, I think Anthony Gordon is starting to show signs that his development is, is kind of back on track came over to Newcastle from Everton for I think it was like a 60 million pound move is, is a similar transfer fee if not maybe larger uh, as Tonali which is pretty insane to think about but he's been really good getting behind the lines um, you know he, he he certainly has the pace to cause you know, back lines trouble so I think that's a, a good sign and then obviously Elmiron continues to be a, a legitimate goal threat down that right wing so they still have enough firepower to score score goals in bunches and, and I think they can get at least two here against Burnmouth um, so even though they're short-staffed, they should have more than enough to, to get the win here. Uh, and i like them to get a couple goals. So minus 105 is, is a good line to, to get them both at. All right, I'm going back to
0: Spain this week with the same team that cashed with last week. It's Real Betis. This time it's a double chance, minus 140 at Sevilla. I know the minus 140 is just a little bit chalky, but the trends favor Betis getting a result on the road. Uh, to start, they've been the better team all season in Spain. They're in sixth place. Sevilla's in 15th place. And they're unbeaten in their last 10 in all competitions. Uh, meanwhile, Sevilla has four straight draws in the league. I think Batiste can go to Seville and win, but with so many draws for Sevilla, I'm t- I'll take the lesser number, yeah. avoid the you know the draw no bet where I'm going to get possibly get the push, and uh, take the double chance where you get a t- cash on a stalemate, and which is something that's been trending between these sides uh, so far this season.
1: Yeah, and let me piggyback off of that. I think we can come to a consensus here. To me, like double chance, you could play to like the minus one fifty range. Like I feel like minus one fifty. Or better, double chance if you you believe in that team, obviously. Like, you're turning a draw into a win. I think it's worth the yeah. juice. Yeah. So, uh, I don't mind that pick at all. Yeah, as we always say, free money is free money.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. exactly. Because a draw, if you get a – you can't cash for a draw versus draw no bet and you just getting your money exactly. back, you're still getting that half unit or exactly.
1: so. Um, I'm going to go to our featured game, Roma Lazio. Uh, like I mentioned, we talked about it enough. I don't need to, to... – add on to it but uh both teams to score is super playable in this one. It's 115 i think both teams do get a goal in this one i think you could play the over uh if you were doing that or a team total as we mentioned both you know great options but both teams to score minus 115 i I feel like is maybe the luckiest pick of this match scotty even shouted it out i think this could very potentially be a 1-1 game um I i think they both get a goal hopefully lazio gets it first and uh and carry on to a win, but this is going to be the, the most fun derby, I think, in three years. That's my bold prediction. Hope so.
2: All right. Well, speaking of goals, Coach, I think you found our podlock of the week this week. Remember, podlock 9-2 and two in the season, plus 5.2 units. Coach, what oh, do we got this week? Isn't it
1: 6? I think it's 6. I think it's
2: 6.2. 6.2? Well, then someone did not update I think so. the dock. Yeah. 6.2 units. What is it, Coach? What do we got?
0: So, we were we were scouring, we were looking, uh, we were thinking about Hirona, Drano Bed over in Spain, league leaders, and then Nick goes, "What about a, a Bundesliga over?" Most of them were set at over three and a half, which is you know the books start to catch on to so the fact that almost every match in the Bundesliga goes over three goals, um, or at least over two and a half goals at this point in the season. Uh, and then we st- I stumbled upon Mainz at Darmstadt over two and a half goals at minus one forty. Darmstadt has gone over. That number in 10 out of 10 matches this season. Mainz has gone over at eight of their last nine. Darmstadt has conceded 32 times in 10 matches and Mainz 24 times in those 10 matches. The only reason this isn't set at three and a half is because neither team scores a ton. But when you have defenses that are this porous, I find it hard to believe that we won't get at least three goals in this one. I mean, I'd be tempted to play even the over three, but the over two and a half at minus 140 is still a playable number. And it feels inevitable based on the trends with these two sides.
1: Let's catch this one by halftime
0: that would be lovely because it happens in Buddhist will like quite often.
2: <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode. Um, if you are listening to the podcast, we appreciate you listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're on right now to make sure you get every week's episode. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can also hit that subscribe button. Make sure you get uh, all of our videos uploaded every week. Also give us a like or a thumbs up. I think that it helps with the algorithm. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, you can find us over on our Patreon, patreon.com slash kicks um, It's $5 a month, you'll get all of our podcasts out early, you get our written works, uh, we do a lot of stuff for Champions League, and we do prop picks on the weekend. So a little bit of extra. Um, but yeah, uh, make sure you can find us in all of our places. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next